Hi, welcome to Memory Chips Podcast. I am Anne Wyshynski, and I have a collection of potato chip bags from around the world. And every so often, I go through this collection, and a certain bag or bags will bring up memories of people, places, ideas, and I really want to share these with you. So if you please subscribe, you will never miss a bag. I have always hated flag waving, like the literal physical waving of flags. I find the study of flags, known as vexillology, interesting. And as a lover of geography, I find it satisfying to be able to match country flags together with the lands that they represent. However, I find the over-identification of people with certain flags and the flying of them embarrassing for some reason. When I see some dude driving down the highway in a pickup truck flying two American flags, a Confederate flag, a Trump flag, and a Gadsden flag, I have a fucking seizure. Not only because I don't agree with the content of his message, or that his logic is skewed. I mean, if he understood history at all, he would realize the paradox of flying a Confederate flag together with an American flag, and also that the Gadsden flag came from the political cartoon Unite or Die, which is pretty much the opposite sentiment of Don't Tread on Me. But whatever. Also, having five flags putting drag on your truck is going to lower your gas mileage. And this is from the same guy who's complaining about the price of gas. As I was saying, these are all reasons for me to be disgusted with this person. But the main problem I have, I think, is that this person feels so alienated that they're desperate to feel and to show people that they're part of a group. And for me, that that display of insecurity is embarrassing, which I'm starting to believe is one of the reasons I don't like flag waving. It could be that I simply abhor nationalism of any sort, and flag waving is the most outward manifestation of that. I do realize that flags provide a beacon for people and groups to rally around, For example, to use the Ukrainian flag lately around the world to symbolize support for the Ukrainian people and the resistance to Putin's actions. I can get behind that because it's a simple and powerful symbol to signify, we support you. Today, there are negotiations in Istanbul between Ukraine and Russia. While the whole world holds its breath to see what happens, I think about my life in Turkey and how right now some of the most dangerous narcissistic evildoers in the universe are in Dolmabachi Palace, a mile and a half from the art space that I used to run with Julie. I also am remembering that the highest quality flags are manufactured in Turkey. When I grew up in the Midwest, there were several occasions when I got put on quote-unquote flag duty. For these occasions at summer camp or at school, we had to get up at dawn to the sound of a bugle playing reveille and get out a triangular box into which an American flag was folded. And with the help of three other people, unfold it, carry it to the flagpole, hook it in, hoist it up. The texture of the flag was always rough and it was heavy and clumsy. And the highest quality flags were made by hand with each stripe and star being an individual piece sewn together. 
Then one thing I remember is that flags were so heavy, they used to just lay there in the wind. You would need a really stiff breeze to get them going to qualify as waving. At some point when flags started to be made in China, I'm sure the flow improved, but by then I had stopped paying attention. It wasn't until I moved to Turkey that I became riveted by the potential a flag could have not o- to not only wave majestically in the slightest of winds, but that they could be so huge. Holy crap. They make Turkish flags so big that one can cover it an entire width and length of a skyscraper, and it would still blow in the breeze at that size, totally defying the laws of physics. I should also mention that I find the design of the Turkish flag beautiful. A white star and crescent floating in a sea of blood red. Even though the flag comes from the last flag of the Ottoman Empire, which was, you know, imperialistic, I'm just talking about the looks of it. When I moved to Turkey, American nationalism and rabid flag flying in the States was not yet how it is now. I was shocked in Turkey at how ubiquitous their flag was, but also a little concerned. Still, in 2010, while I was living in Turkey, I decided to make a performance piece and video playing on this gray area between patriotism and nationalism. So, like, when does the former cross into the latter? But of course, I find humor a much more powerful expressive device for work than drama. And at the same time, I really wanted people in the neighborhood to be involved in this piece. So I knew that I would have to involve making flags for it. (laughs) Probably I should go back and explain the situation that I was living in. My friend and artistic collaborator, Julie Upmeyer, and I ran a meeting space, residency, and production space for local and international artists called Caravanserai, the name coming from Camel Stops along the Silk Road. These were meeting places for people and camels. And we hosted artists from around the world and facilitated their projects. We also made our own work and collaborated with visiting and local artists. Our building was located in the Perchembe Pazara neighborhood, which means Thursday Market. And it was in the historic port of Galata, which sounds romantic, but at the time that we were there, it was a neighborhood full of hardware stores. And it had been for a really long time. In fact, because of its location along the Golden Horn and the Bosphorus, it was full of shipbuilding supplies, and still is. Our building, the Tan Han, used to house copper salesmen, a ball bearing storehouse, and other wholesale hardware needs. The neighborhood was industrial and full of dudes yelling, drinking tea, and moving hardware during the day but it was completely abandoned and scary at night. After the initial confusion on the part of the hardware sellers about what the hell Julie and I were doing there, we developed good relationships with most of the people in the neighborhood. So when I decided I needed to film this video, I talked to some of our neighbors and told them I wanted to take, make a parade through Perchembe Pazara and wondered if they wanted to take part. And they all said, sure. It helps that they were always bored as shit most of the time and thought Julie and I were bonkers, so the parade was a go. Everyone knows that any good parade needs flags, so I went to the flag-making neighborhood, (laughs) Eminönü. Oh, oh, that's one of the most awesome things about Istanbul, is that there's a neighborhood for everything. Copper, brass, textiles, electronics, sporting goods, flags, wartime negotiating. Prior to going to Eminönü, I, with the help of Julie, designed a Perşembe Pazarı flag 
In vexillological, vexillological terms, our flag had a multicolored field divided in a saltire pattern with four quadrants. In the upper quadrant was a blue anchor on top of a dingy beige field, which represented the neighborhood's nautical history and current role in ship's chandlery. The left quadrant was two crossed paintbrushes on a field of charcoal gray symbolizing the paint sales that happened there, as well as our role as artist gentrifiers. Atop a blue field, which represented the location of the neighborhood on the blue waters of the Golden Horn, with some sort of brass fitting that I can't identify anymore. And in the right quadrant is a screw on a poo brown background. Connecting the quadrants is a yellow rubber gasket crest with the words Perchembe Pazare written around it. It's the ugliest flag ever made. So I got a recommendation from the brother of someone's cousin's uncle of, who has a flag shop where I could take my design and have it made. And when I got there, I drank the obligatory glasses of tea and then opened the file of the flag and the guy cracked up. And But he said he'd make it. So he showed me samples of different weights of nylon, silk, and other fabrics and then quoted me prices and even though this would have been the perfect chance to get one of those feather light flowing masterpieces I went with the cheapest most flammable choice which was a shiny thick rough polyester so I got two flags and a bunch of pennants on sticks to give to the neighbors to wave during the parade and then the parade itself consisted of me sitting on a float which was the junk seller's cart that he was pushing while Julie and all the dudes in the neighborhood flanked me on either side and waved their pennants. It looked ridiculous, (laughs) but it was fun. There's a link in the show notes if you want to witness the insanity yourself. So have we heard enough about flags? How about potato chips? Today's flavors were purchased in the Perchembe Pizarre Bacal, or corner shop, across the street from Caravanserai. And the first one is from Gypso, Neighborhood Flavors series, and it is a spicy pepper paste flavor. And the other bag is not technically a member of my collection because it is, gasp, a corn chip. It is, though, the most nationalistic you can get as a snack. It's made by Frito-Lay. The tagline is Centennial Recipes Neighborhood Flavors. And they're labeled a la turca. And they're flavored in an inner Anatolian style of poppy seed and sun-dried tomato. And they're delicious. I called the parade performance and the video work Perchembe Pizarre Pride. Did this parade rally the neighborhood together in a show of solidarity? Did we all come together as one to develop a sense of pride in where we worked? I doubt it. But we waved some flags and had a good time together, which counts as good diplomacy in my opinion. Whatever is happening between the leaders of Russia and Ukraine at this moment in Istanbul will hopefully not devolve into nationalistic flag waving. We're being warned that it's not likely that these negotiations will bring about a conclusion to this war, but we can only hope. I think they make a flag that says that.
Thanks for listening. And if you have any questions or comments about what you heard today, please post them to the review section of your podcast player. So if you use Apple Podcasts, you click on the show thumbnail and scroll down to leave a review. And then whatever happens after that is up to you. But hopefully it's nice. You can also leave posts on Instagram at at Memory Chips Podcast.